At $200, a Super Nintendo setup costs twice as much as the old system. For the money, the company promises better pictures, sound, and adventure. Now you're playing with power, super power. You're the king, I tell you! You're king! Only for Super NES. Listening to the SNES podcast with your host, Soul Blazer. Hello, everybody. This is the Super NES podcast, episode number 205. Uh, I am Greg, joined by always by Joe. Hi. And in this one, we're giving in this one, like we're giving you a treat. We're giving you not <laughs> one, not two, but three games all bundled together in one episode because all three games are very, very similar. Uh, and they, uh, similar, and they're all from the same franchise. Uh, Joe wanted to look at the Super NES games that came out that covered the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers TV show and movie. So we're looking at three games that came out of the system uh, in this one episode, uh, which is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin Power Power Rangers the movie, and Mighty Morphin Power Power Rangers the fighting edition. I just want to jump in and say that at some point we'll cover the Zeo Racing game, but uh, that is definitely not today because of the fact that, you know, that is a continuation of the mighty Morphin Power Rangers franchise. Um, so, yeah, we decided not to do that fourth game. <laughs> I never even heard of that game. Did that one come out in the U.S.? <laughs> it did come out in the U.S. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So, um, yeah, so uh, I think we've talked... Um, so I think we've talked a little bit about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers before in the past. Um, I, because of my age, uh, I just simply, I just simply did, I just simply did not watch the show. I, I knew of the show, of course, but uh, I don't have, I, I really don't have an experience with it, and I, um, so like therefore, and therefore, I never played these games before in the past. This is my first time playing these games. Uh, Joe, I know, is a little bit younger than me, so he does have some exposure, exposure like the show, and also the games. Uh, 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 um, uh, like Joe was saying off mic that uh, he that he was more familiar with growing up with the Genesis for Genesis version of the games, yes. which is which there are some reports, some were some were totally different games from what I understand. So uh, so originally the Genesis got a fighting game um, that tried to be Street Fighter um, and didn't do a very good job of it. It was a great game for what it was, um, but it definitely did not do a very good job as far as being the Street Fighter clone that it wanted to be. Um, and then eventually we got a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie game, which is very much like the one here on the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yep. And actually, by the time the movie game came out, I kind of was done with Power Rangers. So um, I only experienced the um, fighting game firsthand, you know, at the time. Uh, the the movie game I experienced down the road. Okay, and did you have any experience at all, like of the uh, uh, the fighting game? I had no experience with any of the Super Nintendo okay. games. Okay. Uh, this was all not really the first time I've played through these, um, because, like I said, you know, many times before on this podcast, when emulation became a thing in the early two thousands, late nineteen nineties, I. Ex- got exposed to a bunch of sure. stuff that exactly. I just, right, you know, yeah. had never come yeah. across before. And right. so I touched things here and there, but never really in depth. So this is really right. the more or less 
the first time I've gone in depth with all three of these games. Okay, well, same here then. So, but um, uh, so yeah, so that's cool. But uh, yeah, so um, we um, so of course, like of course, like of course, we can't talk about the games without talking about the franchise itself like, a little bit. And it's like, it's, and it's like, it's it's surprising to me. Maybe it should be surprising to me, but it is surprising to me that this is the franchise that thirty years later is still going strong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like Transformers and TMNT. Like, it's like won't die. <laughs> yep, yep, you got it. But uh, but actually, the history the history of the franchise and how it came to be is very fascinating. Um, you know, there's several very good podcasts and or YouTube videos out there for anybody interested. It's actually um, um, you know how the franchise actually how the idea for the show came to be and how it uh, um, um, like how it was made and how it's evolved over the years is actually very interesting. So I do recommend that anybody who's interested give that to a watch or, or listen. You can easily find stuff like online uh, because it's actually like quite fascinating. It's also like, you know, like marketing genius, um, yeah. you know, how that came about because the show, the show originally came about um, in August, the, um, in August, 90, in August 93, that's when it debuted on Fox. Um, I'm mentioning the, the date here, the date here, because that does come into play with these games later on down the road a bit. Um, and like the original idea for it was actually like, pretty genius because it's like you know you take you take snippets of a Japanese like like take snippets of a Japanese um, superhero fighting a fighting show, which have which have all been the rage in Japan for many many years, played before this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean even today there's still a dime a dozen. Yeah. Um, they think just grab some kids off the street, record some very hokey, low budget, um, you know, scenes like like scenes of them to spice and spice and spice and spice and like the Japanese fighting scenes, and voila, flag got a show. So yeah. uh, it was like it was very low budget, very cheap to make, but the show did very very well. <laughs> um, and I guess I guess it was a uh, so I guess the. I guess the show really, I guess the show really, really, really did well, partly because of timing um, on the market, because anime, anime was really starting to take off right. in popularity of the flag on time period, uh, especially since like you know, and like many people hadn't seen these like Japanese these Japanese scenes before though, which obviously were far and away better than better than the cheap ass American produced segments that they had to stitch things together. But um, I think also the characters at least. Also helped, you know, like being teens, having their own lives, deal with that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, um, you know, you know, I think it also helped to help to. Add, I think they also helped to add some, um, you know, humility and common and common to day to day life to life that was different from any other uh, forms of an, forms of animation and uh, fiction out there time period. It's um, it's um, it's one of the, um, it's kind of the same reason Spider Man was so popular. Yeah, uh, when he was in the sixties, exactly right. So. Um, you know, I, so I think the show, as hokey and low budget and cheap as it is, um, and laughable, I do think it's laughable. I'm sorry, but I <laughs> it do, is but, laughable. <laughs> but having said that, having, having said that, having said that, I, I do respect it for what it was able to do, and just those factors it was able to hit upon. Um, you know, and then and then like and and, and you know, and and over the years, of course, they, they changed the formula a little bit over a little bit over the years. Um, you know, the American scenes have gotten better. You know, like you, uh, um, you know, like you know, you know, more money and tension, tension got like I put it to them. The uniforms, the uniforms improved. The quality got better. So, right. uh, um, so, um, you know, they did different things. The Japanese, the Japanese segments to to make them to to make them fit in better and to, to fit in better and not seem like so jerky. So, and from and from and, and from younger and from younger friends of mine, I, I, I understand the new the, the newer shows are actually pretty good. Uh, from a flip. 
Everyone I've been told. So, I mean, like, obviously, obviously the franchise has a big fan base. Flight wouldn't be around 30 years later. Right. Um, did you want to, did you want to, um, so, like, so I know you watched, so, so I know you at least watched some of the show as, 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 as opposed to me, Joe. Did you want to add anything? Yeah. Did so, you want to add, add anything to that? So, the idea of taking a Japanese show and turning it into an American show has been around since they probably in my guess would be the seventies with like oh, yeah, uh, exactly. Robo Attack and things like that. Right. Um, yeah. Eventually, you know, we got Transformers. Uh, Voltron uh, was Voltron, infamous yep, yep. for uh, taking um, elements of Go Lion and turning it into what we, you know, came. There was also a, uh, yeah, there's also a, a speed racer too, right? Yes. Yep. yep. So, I mean, like the, it wasn't a new concept, but like using the live action, I think was, a bigger gamble because technically like you're stuck with just the costume characters. Like you can't, you know, in the monsters, obviously, but like anything like that shows human flesh, like you can't just take that concept. You have to actually create your own to go with everything else. There was an interesting concept at the beginning. Um, I highly recommend um, Dan Larson's secret uh, galaxy YouTube channel. Yes, that's um, a good one. He breaks down. It was about three years ago. He broke down Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, um, but more recently he's broken down um, like Beetleborgs and another one that got cannibalized here, um, Gundam. So like, there's definitely a history of uh, us taking Japanese properties and trying to make money off them for sure. And I mean, they're just as bad because they've taken like Ninja Turtles and made like, you know, the crazy like Mecha Turtles things, but that's a totally different story. Um, yeah, Star Wars also. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like there's, there's definitely some trading of uh, intellectual properties between the two of us. And it's oh, fantastic. Oh, yeah, definitely. So. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, like, I was. I got it. It's like this is like what ninety four, ninety five. So we'll get into that. Yeah, I'm like yeah, with, like yeah, the yeah. games I know were ninety five, but I, I'm thinking yeah. the TV show came out like a year before. So like ninety three. Okay, ninety three. So yeah, I'm like twelve. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm to the point where like I'm starting to see females for more than just having cooties. Uh, <laughs> my action figures are not as cool as they were before. Um, other things like the NES have come into my life. Um, geez, 92. Yeah, 92, I still had the NES. I didn't get the Genesis until 95. Um, so, like... I have heard a lot of people say, uh, like on your age, that Kimberly Ann Hart, who you played the Pink Ranger, was one of their like, first like, uh, like crushes. So Yeah, so, like, <laughs> I was a weird kid. So, like... <laughs> like I would love to say Kimberly Hart was my first crush, but she wasn't. Like I, I, I you know, like I just recently put on Facebook with Raquel Welch's passing. Like I've oh, yes, seen yeah, old yeah, movies yeah. with Raquel Welch, so yeah. like Raquel Welch and Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia, especially in that sure, slave yeah. outfit. Like those were yes. like the early like prebubescent like feelings that I had. Um, so by the time I got to Kimberly, I mean like I knew. She's an actress, and I'm not going to be, ever be able to get any of that. So, like, I don't know. Like, I just didn't have that. I didn't have that lust that I had before. You know what I mean? Like, it had already sure. happened to me. Um, yeah. But, yeah. So, anyways. Um, yeah, that's that's all I'm adding to Power Rangers. 
<laughs> yeah, so, um, like I said, we'll also say that Simon Whistler also did a video on the Power Rangers. Uh, yes, for his, like, yes. Um, I mean, like for his, like, Today I Found Out channel, which is also, like, a, which is also a great short watch. If you just want a short summary of the whole phenomenon, that's a, I mean, that's a good watch. Also, like, um, he's very, um, he's not objective because he wasn't there. It wasn't his thing. Um, yeah. So it's very journalistic the way he yeah. covers it, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, and... I, I love Dan Larson, and he puts in fantastic comedy into his videos. But he's also got a bias because, like, he grew up watching a lot of stuff. He's a big right, and he's like, a big man fan, nerd like I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and fan versus non-fan is an important element. There, it's important element, but also that we're going to talk about here. Like, we get into the games here in a moment, uh, for sure. I think because that's a you know I'm glad you mentioned that, Joe. Because that's a very important thing, yes. like more factor to bring up. Um, we probably we probably should mention real quick here before moving on that you know unfortunately this is also a franchise. A franchise, a franchise that's associated having like a curse with it because um, a lot of actors and actresses who have been on the show over the years have not had have not had the best luck, unfortunately. Let's just say um, you know a, you know a lot of bad things have happened to them, uh, sadly. Yeah. So um, which is like you know I don't believe in curses. It's like you know it's like you know there have been there have been you know when you have a show when you have a franchise I should probably say because there are multiple shows you have a franchise that's a franchise that's going on for as long as this one has and you get you know you know you know like that many people associated with it you know obviously odds odds are that certain things are that certain bad things are going to happen Correct. unfortunately Correct. but um, it does seem to be more heavily slanted but I think it's just more like because of like you know. I think you're also pointing to the fact that a lot of these people like were like very young and inexperienced when they started on the show, and you know, fame, fame came to them quickly, and young people, young people who are not trained or not used to dealing with fame, can like affect their lives in like bad ways, unfortunately. Right, so right. I think, like, I think that's also like another, um, you know, part uh, factor to, um, um, factor that plays into it as well too. So, yeah. but. So it's like it's like I think more people probably know about the curses than like you know the, the um, you know than like the show itself these days, which is also something um, which is also like which is also, which is also pretty unfortunate. But yeah. so, but um, but yeah. Anyway, having moved on, um, the show the show was success. The, the, um, you know, the show was success like almost right away. Uh, like so, Bandai who had the rights to publish um, the Money Moving Power Rangers stuff, uh, um, you know, like in the U.S. Uh, the Western markets, the you know the toys, etc. Uh, wanted to get the game to production like pretty quickly. So, um, so, um, so for all like so all three Super NES games were developed by uh, Natsumi actually, which is actually um, uh, 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 who's probably best known for the um, uh, the Harvest Moon franchise. Mm. So, um, and actually, and Natsumi's not mentioned anywhere in the credits that they actually did the work for this, but. You know, it shows. I think. I think. I think. I, I think because that to me is a pretty good developer. They knew they were doing like their programming. So it's like you know. I think that the games are better than they probably had a right to be, considering like considering how um, um, considering how limited in scope that they are and how rushed in the market the market that they were. Because you know, because Bandai didn't pick a crap a crap developer to make these games. They actually did it. They, right. they actually picked somebody with some. <laughs> With some experience and competence, and it shows here. So yeah, and I think uh, it really shows in the fighting game, which I mean we'll get to, but yeah, I think that's where it really shines. Right. 
Um, you know, obviously other companies developed uh, other companies developed other versions of the game, but you know, Net, uh, um, uh, is the one who's responsible who's responsible for responsible for the Super NES game. So, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the first game, came out pretty fast, all things considered, considering the show just started in July '93. That's why I mentioned the date earlier because uh, because the game came out on Super, uh, uh, because it came out on the Super NES and in Genesis in November of '94. So that's around our time. Just that, so that's around our time. So that's around our time. That's around time of, of like about a year and three months after the show came after the show first came out, which is like pretty good. So yeah. you know they got this in development like pretty quickly. Um, as you mentioned, the Super NES Genesis version of the game are, are, two, are two totally different games. Probably are, are probably it because of the the rush the rush development cycle. The Genesis version of the game is a fighting game, um, and uh, um, um, I mean, whereas the whereas Super NES and Game Boy game is a side scroll reaction game. So. Uh, there also was a Game Gear and Sega CD version of the game as well, too. Uh, the Game Gear version is more of a, um, it's, it's, it, the Game Gear version's, the Game Gear, Game Gear version's kind of weird. It's, it's similar <laughs> to the Genesis version, but it also has some differences to it. Yeah. So, um, the Sega CD version is totally, is totally a different beast uh, in and of itself. That is a full motion video quick time event game. Yeah, that plays so. like Dragon's Lair, but worse because, uh, <laughs> it, it's, it, it's, it's so true because I've recently played the Sega CD game. You could pretty much not touch anything. Um, sure. And it just proceeds, it just plays through. Like, uh, it's, you literally bought an episode of Power Rangers when you bought that CD. Right. So, like, so Super NES. Yeah, so Super NES game, as I mentioned before, is a side-scrolling action game. Um, there's seven stages all together in the game. You're able to pick five characters, five, five characters at the start of the game. Uh, most of the major characters of the game, although the Green Rangers missing, the Green Rangers, the Green Rangers like is only playable in Genesis and Genesis and Game Gear versions of the game for some reason. So um, it plays like your typical your typical side-scrolling action game. Um, I mean, uh, um, I mean, there's nothing really. Nothing really unique here about this game. Um, you know, um, you play a life bar. A life bar. You have your actions. You have your actions that you can do. Um, you know, like, um, you like your bomb attack. Um, I do like the fact that some of the gameplay is done out of suit, where the flavor half the game is done like in suit. Yeah. That's um, you, um, that, um, you know, that's pretty cool. At least they leverage they, they leverage that at least to give the game some uniqueness to it. So yeah, I, I mean the the game very much follows what would be a typical episode. So sure, you, you know, yeah. Power Rangers have an issue. Um, the putties come in. They fight the putties as their regular human form. Then the big bad comes, and they have to morph and use that extra power. Um, and that's pretty much what happens here. Through the regular level, you are unmorphed, beaten up putties and whatever else, and then you get to the boss, you morph, and then you fight that boss. Or in, uh, I think there's at least two occasions where you have a, a Zord battle. So, like, yes. you know, for the most part, you're, you're fighting as the Power Rangers or Ranger, whoever you choose, yeah. um, both unmorphed and morphed. Um, and then you have a brief moment in which you are able to use the uh, Megazord. Right. So, option screen for this game is pretty standard. Like for most of these games, there's uh, like pretty games. There's both a normal and a hard uh, setting, and you're also able to change uh, the sound level. Pretty much about it. Yeah. Um, so, like most, like most, like most action games, it's fairly short. If you know what you're doing, uh, most of the the most playthroughs on YouTube are around like 45 to you know, 45 to 45 to 50 minutes. Yep. So. Um, my impressions, it's very competently programmed. It's like, you know, not to be, like I said before, they knew what they were doing with this game. 
because you know even though it's rushed you know like you know it feels it's a solid it's a solid enough game at the programming level you know the, the controls the controls are good there everything works the way it's supposed to it's a very competently put together fighting game it's not special i think because um they um again probably because of the rush development cycle Natsumi did put in some elements of the show that they could that they could into the game, but um, it, it's not something. But it's not like. But it's not like a. But it's not like a particularly amazing experience um, as far as the, uh, as far as that goes. Um, I thought the game overall was like fairly easy though. Um, uh, 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 maybe it was designed that way on purpose because uh, purpose because the show was so because the show was aimed toward kids. So, mm. uh, but as far as most size growing action games I played, I'm like you know. I'm like, I'm like, you know, I thought the difficulty was kind of on the low side. Yeah, so, I mean, it's cool that you get the five original Rangers. Um, clearly, this was put into production soon after they saw their results of either, A, the pilot or the first episode. The first season, the first season, like, what's based yeah. on, yeah. When, so. when they saw that blow up, they clearly were like, all right, we need a game. Um, so, that's why you get the five original, you don't get... Tommy yet um there's no like Natsumi kind of took the easy way out on this one uh so there's no distinction between the female and the male Power Rangers True. um in the show Kimberly granted is the only one who has the skirt uniform because in the Japanese show uh Trini was a male so okay. there's a nice little wow. Uh, I did not know that. Okay. Yeah. Kimberly's <laughs> the only one with a skirt because uh, she was the actual female ranger in the Japanese version. Um, okay. Other than that, I mean, this is your typical walk to the right, beat up the enemies, get to the boss, beat the boss, move on. Um, yeah. I didn't find it to be that difficult. Um, right. I actually watched a review online where they were like, oh, the difficulty is actually pretty good on this. And I'm like, what, were you playing blindfolded? Like, <laughs> because that would increase the difficulty. Um, but like, even if you had issues with, say, the first level, like trying to, I don't know. I don't know. You can't figure out the controls for some reason. I don't know. I can't think of a good reason why you wouldn't get it. Uh, this game it's like a bit to get used to any game. Yeah, so, yeah but, it's, but, it's but, your yeah, typical yeah. beat-em-up. It's like, yeah. this is very repetitive. It's the same thing over and over again. Um, do they get an A plus for the realism and like keeping with the show? Uh, I'd give it a like a B minus. That's all I think. Like, because, it's, yeah. like this is yeah, passable yeah. for sure, especially yeah. since you know it was rushed. It could have been a lot worse. Let's just let's, right. let's put it that way. And <laughs> like, and to be fair, like there's seven levels, uh, yeah. which is typical for most beat 'em ups. Um, the cast of characters they chose is actually pretty cool. Um, Bones, Eye Guy, Gnarly Gnome, the Genie, the Dark Warrior, uh, Matutus, Matitus, yeah, yeah, I think is his name, right. and then uh, Cyclopsis, which Cyclopsis and Matosis are the two that you fight as the Megazord. Um, right. And I, I felt that, like, Having watched the show, especially the first couple seasons, and then playing this game, I felt they represented the show very well. Um, I felt they picked the right kind of bad guys to be able to have in the game. And uh, overall, 
as repetitive and uh, predictable as it was, um, I I enjoyed it, and I really think that you know some of the areas pop. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, especially yeah. that last level when you're on the moon. Uh, oh yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Great backgrounds. You can see Rita's little you know castle back there and whatnot. Um, so I mean, there's definitely some details there that if you're looking and you know what to look for, they're there. Um, but this is their first outing as far as with the Power Rangers franchise, and it shows. Yeah, um, yeah, the movie game, um, as we will get into, um, definitely steps it up at least a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Those are all the yeah. Those are great points. I pretty much agree with all those. Um, I thought the graphics of this game looked pretty good. I mean, like, you know, for an early Super NES game, you know, the graphics are fine. The characters, the, char- the characters look pretty pretty close to like real like counterparts. Yeah, so I yeah. The, um, so the character models like very nice. And to be fair, I mean, it, it this goes for all three games. Uh, graphics yeah. and sound are top-notch for all three games. I was, I was shocked <laughs> to hear the actual Mighty Morphin Power Ranger song play with vocals yeah. at the start of the game. Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, whoa, Super <laughs> NES game has vocals. Wow. But, so, you know, at least, yeah, at least they put in that touch. Yeah, very they, nice. they wanted so. to make sure you knew you were playing a Power Rangers game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the music, yeah, the music's pretty good. Um, I don't know if they took any music from the show besides the opening song, but the music of this game I thought, like, was appropriate. I mean, like, I mean, it's typical fighting music. It fits. So, yeah, I, I mean, didn't notice like anything that jumped out as oh okay like I remember that from whatever episode. Um, yeah. But you're right, like all the tracks in the game sound like they belong, you know, yeah. in a Power so. Rangers episode or game. Like it, it's, yeah, they knew the source material, which yeah, rightfully so. Natsubi is based in Japan. This is based on like the 15th season of Super Sentai. So, right. <laughs> uh, like, they've had this for 15 years. They know the franchise. They know everything about it. They just had to, you know, tweak it for the American audience. Yeah, dropping the American characters. Right. Like, like, um, but yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Could the game have been better? Sure. But, uh, sure. But I think that, um, it, but, but yeah, it could have been a lot worse too, because like, you know, if Bandai, if Bandai got somebody else who didn't really know what they were doing, right. um, you know, like considering the rush development cycle and how this game was clearly just a cash tie in for the show, yeah. but, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, you know, it's a competent game. It's like, I think like, um, um, you know, again, this is uh, again, again, this, again. This is what I go back to before saying like fan versus non-fan because like I think obviously a fan's gonna obviously a fan's gonna enjoy these three games a lot more than uh, like a lot more than non-fan. Is. Yes. Having said that, I think having said that, I think a kid or somebody who doesn't do very good at fighting games, uh, I'm sorry, like uh, side score reaction games, probably could you know you know this is probably like a decent you know, you know decent game to start with because yeah. The, 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 it's like, it's like the low difficulty the factor. So yep, absolutely. Um, most reviews, most the reviews on the, on the game, contemporary said the same things. They gave it kind of like the mixed reviews. Um, you picked them on the same things, same things that the same thing we did. Like you know, like uh, you know, pretty good for the fans. Um, you know, otherwise, uh, um, otherwise, the otherwise, the otherwise just very average. Yeah. Like like like, EG, like EGM gave it like a six point five out of ten. Just, Nintendo magazine the magazine system gave like seventy seven out of hundred. So like you know, like you know, average average ratings for the game. So, yep. but. Anyway, so um, that's the first game. Uh, that's the first game going on. We will cover. We will cover cheats because there are codes for all three of these games, uh, and also eBay pricing. Um, you know, um, I like the app. So, um, it, so it didn't take very long for the next game to come out either. So, um, 
the film, the, like the film came out um, in the uh, um, in June, June of 1995, uh, uh, almost two years after the show, um, um, uh, like first debut. Yeah. Um, and this time, and this time, Bandai gave Natsumi some time because they they're, they're because they wanted the game, the game based on the movie to come out about the same time the movie did, and they pretty right, much succeeded right. because uh, because the game because the game came out in North America um, in July of 1995, so like right about the same time. Mm-hmm. I should also mention I should also mention real quick. Sorry, I've uh, sorry I forgot to mention about the first game, the Power Rangers game that. That um, the Super NES version at least got a worldwide release too. It also got released in POW, like a POW Japan mm. as well. So the Genesis version of the game only got released um, on like North American, uh, North American Euro. Um, for the uh, for the like the movie, you know, like the movie game because they had like more time. Uh, they wanted the four games, uh, uh, Super NES Genesis, Game Boy, and Game Gear, to be more similar to similar to each other, and they mm. are more similar to each other. There are there are there are of course differences still. Um, but because, but because the games are held at the same time on a more, I don't want to say relaxed time schedule, but at least like a more, uh, uh, uh but at least like a more generous time, uh, time, right, right. uh, you know, the games do play more similar to one another, um, uh, um, uh, you know, at least, um, so while the games kind of in theory based in the movie, uh, they also, they also heavily feature that the game also, the game also heavily features characters, characters and plot elements, uh, like the second season, the second season of my TV show as well. So, uh, why they did that, I'm not sure. Maybe just to, uh, uh, maybe just to flesh the, you know, flesh the game out more or have more ideas and uh, ideas and inspiration to draw from, to draw from, to draw from, to draw from like, make for like a better, um, a better game. I've not seen the movie, so I can't really comment on that, but, um, but the game is pretty similar. The game is pretty similar played to the like the first game. Um, one difference is that you are able to play this game with two players, uh, um, as opposed to one. Yep. So that's nice. Uh, there's six characters in the roster now, as opposed to five. So, um, so you have like like you say like Billy, Billy and Kimmy from the previous game. Tommy's also introduced in this game. Yep. Um, um, uh, like you also have like three, like also the three new like rookie rangers as well too. So. Um, there's also the the actual the actual um, uh, Rocky the actual, Aisha and Adam, by the way. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so you actually so, like like you actually like you actually have a morphing meter uh, morph meter this one instead. So, um, but uh, yeah. So, uh, why don't you talk about the gameplay of this one? Uh, the differences, Joe. Yeah. So, like, so, so this game is very much like the same. Um, as the first, but um, I think this game added in a lot of one variety, two uh, typical upgrades that you'd be looking for for a sequel to the first yeah. game, um, and I I really think this one's a little more balanced and has at least it's it's easy, but it's also like there is a bit of a challenge there. Um, just, there's not too much of it. I mean, for us that are seasoned as, with beat-em-ups, like, we're just gonna breeze through this, but, um, it, it's, it's a little bit more difficult than the first game. Uh, yes, that yeah, being said, um, I really like that now you have to collect lightning bolts to fill up your morphing meter, um, which gives you the opportunity to, during those regular, uh, stages, when you're beating up putties and regular fodder that you can turn into a power ranger and then you just become stronger and quicker um there's 
snowboarding and skateboarding levels, um, or I should say sections, um, those feel great. Um, it's, you, they kind of feel shoehorned in. Like, I really feel like they were like, oh, hey, Turtles in Time, they did that thing, and that was really cool, and that's a great way to pad our game, so let's do that. Um, and, you know, that might be exactly what happened. I don't know, but um, I, I still enjoyed what they had here to offer. Um, again, the list of enemies and bosses I find interesting because of the fact that there is only one, one, count them, one that is actually in the movie. The rest yes. are nowhere to be found in the movie. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The final boss, like, I have to just like from the movie. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I found it interesting because they had like Mirror Maniac, uh, Cannon Top, uh, Skellerina, Major Brain, um, Silverhorn, Mainframe, and then Ivan Ooze. And yes, th- and, there are many bosses that are also mixed in with these guys. So there's like. A, like a flying droid that you attack, you know, that's like the first mini boss. They considered it a boss, but I, I don't, to me, it's just, it's a stronger enemy that happens to be on the field, but because there's only one, I guess technically it's a mini boss. Um, there's one at one point when you're on the train, you got to beat up like some like train thing. It's, they, they, yeah. they made the right changes. They definitely padded this out. Um, it is slightly better than the first game, but I mean, in the end, like as a Power Rangers movie game, I, f- I feel it dropped the ball because Ivan Ooze is the only bad guy. And they had a couple, you know, quote unquote evil Zords in the movie. So they could have definitely uh, included them as, you know, if they really wanted filler you know, as bosses leading up to Ivanus. Um, so overall, I mean, the, it, it follows the plot. It's, it's not horrible, but, um, it's just more of the same. It really is. Yeah. I agree with most of what you're saying there. Uh, they, they, that's me definitely get some very curious design choices with this game. Because it's like, um, you know, the, well, the, the, um, you know, for example, the, the example of the bosses, the first five bosses, uh, the, like all canon bosses, like in the show, mm-hmm. uh, the sixth boss they created from scratch. It's like, it's like, so why they felt the need to create a, like a new boss when they had plenty of people or, or monsters or whatever that they could pick for you to like the show in the movie. I'm not sure. Right. And then so, give it the cheesy uh, name mainframe. Like, come on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And also, like you just mentioned, uh, the Zords don't show up like in this game. Yeah. Um, you, you see one in the ending, but right. um, but but you know, at least the first game had Zords as bosses. This one doesn't. So, um, it, like it's very curious. It's like you know, yeah. So like, I don't know why Natsumi did some design choices that they made, but you know, having said that, I agree with you. I think that you know the game does you know the game does have you know. Better gameplay. I like the new elements added to the game, with like the morphin. I mean, the morphin, the, the, the morphing ability, the, uh, ability, the ability, whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, the music in this game was uh, did have remixes, um, hard rock, hard rock remixes, yeah. like I um, mean, like the original a TV show, which is nice. So, um, so uh, the the game is the game is a little bit harder. I agree with you with that a little bit harder than the first game. Still, 
still somewhat easy, but at least I don't have a, 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 a still somewhat easy. Yeah. But um, on the option screen, if you change it to hard uh, as opposed to normal, uh, at least at least that way I felt like it was getting like more of a challenge. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's like again, um, again, this is a cash grab, and again, I agree with you that I'm not really sure. Uh, the, the the just the name of the movie on the gun the game box and the movie when the movie really didn't have too much to do with this game is again more of a marketing thing. Yeah. But yeah. you know, having said that, um, as a sequel, as a sequel, it's pretty good. It's like you know, I do think this was you know you know I you know I you know I do you know I do agree with you that this game was a little bit better than the first game as far as the actual the the overall game and difficulty and the new stuff added to this game I think like a bit better. Um, the snowboarding, um, uh, the snowboarding stage is actually playing, the snowboarding stage is actually pretty fun. Yeah. Um, you know, um, and you know some of the boss fights in this game, in this game, I thought the boss fights were better in this game. Also, like also like overall. Yeah, for sure. So, and, and um, the other thing I wanted to mention is that like graphically, this game looks very much like the first. Um, as, very as far similar, as yes. the sprite work is done, little, uh, I felt yeah, the backgrounds sprites, were slightly yeah, better bit, in this one. Yeah, sprites also. Sprites are also like a little bit larger, yeah. like a little bit more like zoomed in, yeah. so um, so like more detail. Yeah, not really. Yeah, not really too much different as far as the graphics go. So, uh, but yeah, like better graphics, better music. Um, you know, like overall, the overall thought that was like a better game. Um, but they, uh, um, and they uh, they did use real quick. Yeah, they also used they also used very low res pictures, but they are <laughs> yeah. pictures. Uh, uh, um, you know, you know the characters themselves yeah. this time. So I will give credit for that too. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, I mean, this game holds up pretty well, in my opinion, uh, considering the time that has passed. Um, I cannot say the same for the movie itself. Uh, the movie itself relies on a lot of early CGI. I'm sure it, it does. Yeah. So. <laughs> boy, is it brutal. I mean, it's one thing to like, look at it as like, it's an, you know, extended Power Ranger episode, so it's got its own cheesiness and whatever else. But, like, it's got that Hollywood polish, but also, like, the CGI. Uh, there's so many things I could say, but there's quite a few times where, like, you have Zords fighting Zords towards the end of the movie, and it is just a super CGI fest. And it's, like, it's not even, like one of those like where it blends in the background and it looks realistic no like these things legit look like cgi zords pasted onto a green screen <laughs> uh it's it, it's it's not great it really isn't doesn't matter if cgi is game or movie it's cgi is one of those things where it's like it can look great when it comes out yeah. and then 20 years later you're like oh man that's rough yeah. but it's, so. it, and it's one of those, like, I had recently gone back and watched this. Probably about six months ago, I sat down to oh, watch okay. the All movie. Right. I, um, just because it was one of those, like, I have the DVD, and it was like, you know, I haven't watched it in a while. Like, I, you know, that was that was my dropping off point. The movie was my dropping off point. Like, the original cast had basically gone away, except for Kimberly and Billy. Um, you know, Tommy, of course, you know, was a great addition. Um, but he still wasn't part of the original cast. Um, sure. so, you know, it's like, this was like literally the swan song for me. Like the, the movie was it for me. Um, so this was like the last good memory that I had of the Power Rangers. So I just, you know, sat back to watch it and enjoy it for what it was. And I was able to do that, but also like, it was very hard. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I, 
And so again, once again, the reviews of this game when it came out are again bearing pretty much pretty much what we said already. Again, they're very they're, they're again they're very uh, average. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, EGM was pretty harsh on it. They gave like a five point eight out of ten. Um, whereas GamePro actually gave like a higher score than that. So it's like, yeah, but 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 again, it's like it's, it's like they said the same things. Um, uh, two player mode, I'm sure, also adds on. To, uh, um, also adds on for some gameplay. Also with this, I think as. Uh, you know, being able to play like um, I mean, like um, I you know, versus and co-op, co-op down for any game. Yeah, like, yeah. I was gonna that. say any game that has co-op, I absolutely that's a plus. Um, and I mean that's something that should have been in the first game. So that's another yeah, thing that yeah. I you know I tack on as far as like this was yeah, obviously say, the things that you would do in a sequel. They they did. They checked right, all the boxes. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I would say that you know one of the reviewers could call this like a fighter. Uh, you, to one of viewers, I call this like a Final Fight clone, which is like yeah. I think I can agree with that because it's like, um, you know, but you know, um, so so it's like you want a game like that, which that's a bit easier. Uh, I think it's like a good game. You'll get you, um, you'll get into play. Yeah. I think this is still like a decent game. Um, I, you know, obviously, again, for all these games, the fans, the fans gonna enjoy these by a lot more than non fans. Yeah, yeah. But I think, like a fighting game fan, I, at least I think there's enough here. At least I, at least here, I think to, to pick it up, to play it through once or twice, have fun with it, feel uh, be happy with the experience. Yeah. So yep. I mean, the first game, first game after the first game, I felt that way. I felt that way also. But I think it's stronger with this game. This game definitely, I think, it's like, um, you know, obviously, for all the reason we mentioned, this game is a better experience. Yeah. So. I mean, this this doesn't come across as a. I mean, it does come across as a Power Rangers game, obviously, because of the aesthetic, but. Technically, right. you could throw any coat of paint on this game, and it's still going to be a decent game. Right. Uh, just to mention, just just to mention, just to mention the Genesis version of the Genesis version of this game, real quick. I wish I, um, I wish I had time to play the Genesis version. I meant to, I meant to check that out, and I just spaced it because it was spaced it because it's weak for me at work. So, do you have do, do, do you have experience with the Genesis version of this game? I do not. Joe? Like I said, this was okay. kind of my swan song. So by the time the Genesis game came out, like I just I had other things I wanted to play. Just want to mention Genesis version of this game real quick because uh, it was developed by a different company than Natsuki, mm. and even though it, um, and even though it has more in common with Super NES game than the first game did, the Genesis version in some ways sounds like the Genesis version in some ways sounds um, sounds like a better version of the game because it's like um, even though it only has six stages as opposed to seven, uh, it covers it covers more enemies. Um, you know, the Genesis version has more movie has more movie elements in it than Super NES one does. Mm. Um, it also, it also, it also has nine rangers to pick from, um, uh, like its roster. Wow. So, uh, it also, um, um, uh, 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 they also, um, they also have voice, they, they also have like voice clips. Hmm. So, um, um, and it also, and it also, ha- and it also has Zords in it. So, um, I think that the company who did Genesis, Genesis version was more inspired by the movie than that to me was for the Super NES version of the game. Yeah. For whatever reason, it's like, you know, you can you can argue which one's a better version of the game while they did it or whatnot. But obviously but obviously they they like the movie better than I guess Natsumi did. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just want to mention that here as a curiosity. So yeah, um so now the last game, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Fighting Edition, this is a totally different kettle fish. Oh yeah. Uh, this came this came out only Super NES um was um uh, uh like the last game was available in both uh, like the last game was available in both, was was available in North America and Europe uh came out September 1995 uh in North America so this was the last uh um, the last game well I don't know when the racing game that you mentioned before came out but it, but but it was the last it was the last like fighting game 
uh, for this flight of the con. This was the so. this was the last game that featured the uh, Power Rangers that you would know from the first three seasons, the Mighty Morphin yes. Power Rangers. Because after this, they became uh, it was Mighty Morphin Power Rangers like Turbo and Z- Zio and yeah. yeah. Most of the cast changed after season three, right? right? Correct. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Um, this game's in some ways what Genesis got a few years earlier, uh, like the first game. Um, uh, because I think because, because obviously Bandai's like, well, we didn't have, well, we didn't have a fighting game on, on, on Super NES, you know, let's charge that to be an equal. So, um, curiously enough, however, there is a bootleg, gen- there's a bootleg gen- Genesis, Genesis support of this game, um, you know, exists, huh. so who actually made it, like, it's unknown. Interesting. So, uh, that is, that is interesting, yeah. So, um, it plays a lot like other, um, so it plays a lot like other typical, typical beating uh, fighting games of the time period, because, like, uh, because 95, this was... This was probably like peak, uh, peak fighting game rage. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like in the arcades. So, um, um, again, uh, again, the game, the, again, the game, again, the game doesn't do anything special. But as far as like, but as far as like a fighting game, it's competent enough. It looks pretty good. Um, you know, you get your basic, you know, you're basically, um, um, you, um, you, you get to basically like two or three match, match gameplay, standard special moves. You know, four basic attack buttons. Uh, you know, like special, you know, special moves. Special moves like unique to each character. Um, one thing I did like uh, that I thought was that I can't remember other games doing is like you can't you can't grab and throw your opponent like other games. Yeah. But if, but if both people try to do this, but if both folks try to do it at the same time, uh, they, they wrestle each other instead. Yes. Until, it's like one overpowers the other, which I thought was a nice touch. Yep. So um, you know uh, the so what's unique about this game is uh, um, like the whole like the whole super meat. Uh, this game uses aka the fatality game. Yes. Do you want to try to explain this, Joe? So you f- fill up a meter, and as you fill up this meter, um, basically it enables you to do things like super combos, which are super difficult. Um, I haven't actually been able to pull them off myself uh, because it. This game really comes down to the timing, um, and I love that aspect of it, but also like. That's the crux of it as well. <laughs> yes. So it, it does. Yes. So it does take a bit to get the hang of for, for sure because uh, because it's like um, do you remember playing like uh, the Godzilla game in the Super NES? Yes. That had the meter. Yep. Um, you know, um, you, uh, uh, you know during the battles, uh, the Godzilla's meter was always like rising and falling. Yep. Um, same thing happens this yep. game. Uh, the meter's always like you know like uh, uh, filling, resetting, uh, resetting. So. Um, but uh, actually, 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 now to think about it, Darkstalkers did something similar to this too, right? Yeah, they have the they have the dark game, meter that 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 is in yes, yeah, So yeah, so, it's kind of the same. So if you can perform a special when the meter's full, it is it's like a stronger version, like a stronger version, it's a stronger version of the, uh, stronger version of the move. And, and we do a funny we pull off like three full power moves that put you in the super mode yeah. instead. So I also should mention in this game actually you're playing not as a character, like you're playing the, you're, you're, you're playing not as a character themselves, but you're playing the character Zord. Yes, these are all uh, Zord or what the, um, what a lot of pe- people would call the grow up versions. Of, uh, the monsters, because I like because Rita used to you know yell make my monster grow and throw her staff and it would you know hit the ground and it would cause the monster to grow so that's where we come okay, up with the yeah. grow up uh, situation but yeah this uh, not only do you have that which is fantastic um, you have three modes you got two player versus which is of course right, fantastic yeah. if you got someone to play with. 
um, because yep. two people button mashing is much more fun than one bar- person button mashing. Right. Uh, <laughs> you have the trial mode, which is basically the arcade mode of this game, um, and you'll go through all eight fighters and uh, kind of like Mortal Kombat style, just one after another. And then they have story mode, which um, story mode is fine. Um, you get some cutscenes here and there, but like it's very limited. You are either the Thunder Megazord or you are the Mega Tiger Zord, and that's it. You, those are the only two. Yeah, I was gonna mention that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's that's weird because like because like the roster, the roster, the roster is nine. The roster is nine people in it all together. Right. Uh, you know, which are all from the uh, which are all from the second and third TV shows. Like, want I understand, but it's like only having two of them available in story mode. It's like, what's going on with that? So um, my thought on that is that clearly uh, they only built the story mode for the heroes. Um, okay. The, yeah. So the heroes at the time would have been. Uh, the ninja, Mighty Morphin Power Ranger, like the ninja interpretation that came out after the movie. Um, okay. so new Zords, all that other stuff. They make the Thunder Mega Zord. Um, and Tommy Oliver, of course, has the Mega Tiger Zord. Um, so it makes sense in that context. Um, but I also feel like, why did you only make a story mode for? just the quote-unquote good guys and yeah. not build a you know one that could be used for like the villains and you could take a couple of villains and go you know fight the power rangers because they have quite a few, a few zords uh yeah. in this game um so like they definitely they shoehorn stuff in here let's put it that way yes to yeah, be able yeah. to make a roster um <clears throat> but like it's not horrible so like you have eight playable fighters you have the Thunder Megazord, as mentioned. You have the Mega Tiger Zord, as mentioned. You have Lip Singer, Sinker, jeez, who is a villain. You have a Ninja Megazord, which is the good guys. You have a Shogun Megazord, good guys. You have Silver Horns, who um, was also in the Power Rangers movie, beat em up game. You have Goldar, who's from the original um, series. And then. Uh, we don't have Rita Repulsa here because we're like entrenched in that third season. So Lord Zed is now the big bad. And then ultimately the final boss, because this is so close to the Pirates movie, is Ivan Ooze. Right. And Ivan Ooze is the only one that's not playable, which I found very interesting because I would think... There is a code. There, yeah, there's a code. Okay, because I was thinking like... yeah. You would think if you go through like story most mode games, code, and yes. you beat yeah. story mode, or even if you beat arcade mode, like you would at least unlock Ivan Ooze, but I... You do, but it's hard. You to, yeah. uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but uh, sorry, literally hard mode. You have to, yeah. you have to beat story mode and hard mode to get the code to play as Ivan Ooze. Okay, that makes sense. And to be fair, like, I, I don't think it's worth it. The, like don't get, no, we need don't to get the me wrong. Online, so. Like this is a this is a good fighting game, and once you get the mechanics get down, this is like a really fun game. I would almost go out to say that this is probably one of the best fighting games on the Super NES. Ha! Huh, that's high praise. Um, because I really like the mechanics. The weight of your character is really felt. Like you feel like you're. I thought they kind of move kind of slow, and sluggish to me actually because of that. Maybe it, um, you know, I guess I was on purpose because of the purpose because of the, because of the weight thing that that just. Yeah. Mentioned. See, so yeah. that was my yeah. thing. So like, obviously, yeah, yeah, it moves a bit slow, 
but I also feel like that's how this should feel because you're a big, uh, okay. giant metal robot. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to be doing, like, crazy jump kicks and everything else. Um, and that's why I think the yeah. timing meter and being able to pull off combos is so important. And yes. uh, just to show how good of an engine this is, um, a year later, they released Shinkido Senke Gundam Wing Endless Duel in Japan um, because at that time, uh, Gundam Wing was not popular in the U.S. Um, and they used this engine for that fighting game. And that one, in my opinion, is the creme of la creme of fighting games on the Super <laughs> Nintendo. Um We'll have to cover something. So like yeah, that, so that's okay. why this one gets gets the high praise that it does because the predecessor that comes from this game is, in my opinion, the best that there is to offer on the Super Nintendo. Okay. Um, but it's the same thing, you know. Gundams like they're giant mechs, so it still has that slow prodding feel. Like you feel the weight of the mech, but it's still like got the the timing meter. It's slightly different for the Gundam game, um, and like. Like I said, like you get some cool like cutscenes of like the Megazord cutting down the bad guy, and uh, right. you know they blow up and whatever. You know, like that stuff. I don't care who you are; that stuff's cool. So, <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, yeah, once again, once again, I agree with a lot. Um, you, 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 uh, once again, I agree with a lot. Like you said, I, I guess, I, I guess you and I are like on pretty similar wavelengths today. <laughs> um, I think this. I, this may be the first game that actually had like a trial mode in it. I think I'm not. Uh, um, I'm not sure, but I, I, but this but this but this is the earliest one I can remember that had the earliest one that came out as far as as far as release release year that had that had that had that mode in it, which is like pretty cool. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's you know, I mean, it's essentially the single player, you know, option, yeah. you know, other than story mode, so that you can feel exactly you know how all the other characters play. But yeah, like it's it's technically arcade mode. It's called trial mode because it's designed for you to get used to the mechanics of all eight fighters that are available to you. So this way, when yep. you do play yeah. two-player versus, you whoop your friend's butt. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I mean, like you know, you can practice in fighting mode, but the advanced trial mode, I think, like, is it challenges you to get as far as you can, like about losing. Mm. So you know, the, the flight, like that's a good way to be able to see. I think. I agree with you about story mode. Story mode is fine, but I think the actual, the actual, the actual, the actual single player at least you're going to get more gameplay playing trial mode. Uh, um, uh, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you know, um, but uh, yeah, it's like you know, at first, on um, the first, on um, the first, I was playing, on um, the first, like at first, like first, like first, I was complaining, complaining, complaining about like, how like you're like. How, how slow and sluggish the fighters the fighters seem, but they seem, but then I have the same thought that you just did. It's like, okay, well they're in, well they're in these giant robots. That uh, that makes right. sense. So um, the sound effects were recycled from past games, which I'm like, okay, I, uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm okay with that. The, the music, the music at least though was pretty. The music at least though was like pretty good. I thought um, graphics, like graphics, I thought in this game like were mixed bag. I did like how large and detailed that the character sprites yes. were. Um, you know. So uh, the the effects of the combo of the combo moves and special attacks are very nice, mm -hmm. um, but I did but but I did see, but uh, but I, uh, but, I uh, but I did see some but I did see some choppiness uh, like the animations uh, like I do this game. So, yeah, but I, um, I think that also comes with the size of the sprites. Could be, you know? yeah. Um, 
the backgrounds were also like pretty uninspired. I thought. I, I, I mean, compared to like you know, compared to games like Street Fighter and, and uh, Street Fighter and the Oak, it's like the backgrounds of this game were just like, eh, you know, afterthoughts. So you know, my really... my thought is that they put so much detail into the sprites for the fighters that if they had done the same and put that much detail into the backgrounds, there would have been even it more slowdown. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, like this is. I mean, I mean, I mean, this is, I mean, I mean, this is a mid-tier Super NES. I mean, like a mid, a mid in life cycle development Super NES mm. game. So it's like, you know, like, you know, what was that? What was, what was, what was that? Late, what was that late? What was that late? Late, 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 late Street Fighter game covered recently that came out very late in the system life uh, system system Street Fighter Alpha, Alpha Two. Yeah, Alpha Two. Yes. It's like you know, if this game come out a couple years later, maybe. Uh, maybe it could have been like more like that game, but I think like when it came out, um, you know that you, yeah, yeah, that's a great point. That you yeah, made, I mean, so. when when we finally cover the Gundam game, uh, we have quite a bunch of stuff to cover, so like it'll be a while before we get to the Gundam game. But when we finally get there, <laughs> you will see like they figured out what they were doing, and yes. it, it was a much smoother experience. It still has that like heavy weight of fighting with a mech. But, like, you don't see that slowdown. Um, the backgrounds are yeah. much more detailed. The Gundams themselves are much more detailed. Like, they were able to up everything um, to the point where um, the first port of this Gundam series to the PlayStation just looks like an upgraded version of the Super Nintendo version because they, they did that good of a job. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, that's we knew what they were yeah. doing. Uh, like you know, like uh, uh, I mean, like this is a ver- uh, like you know, like we don't know many of their games here in the West, except for like you know, um, except for like you know, like uh, Harvest Moon and like you know, Wild right. Arms. I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry, wrong franchise, not Wild Arms. Wild guns. Wild guns. Those names, are, th- yeah, those names, yeah, those names, like so similar, yeah. but um, anyway, but yeah, so they definitely in Japan they came out with many, many, many more games. Yeah. So it's like you know, this is a very, the, I mean, this is a very experienced developer who. Knew what they were doing on the Super NES, yeah. so it's like so like Bandai, uh, Bandai tapped a uh, Bandai tapped a very good company uh, to make the biggest games. Um, overall, I thought this game was good. Um, where uh, uh, where where I disagree with you slightly, Joe, is the fact that I think that there's some Mortal Kombat Street Fighter games in the system that are better than this is uh, to me okay. at least. But having said having said that, I thought this was a very good beginner's fighting game because like you know I was able to button mash. Pretty far in this game, yeah, yeah. Um, um, so like, uh, so it's not, it, it's not, um, it, it, it's not easy, easy, easy. But I think that, uh, but I think it's a very good beginner, beginner fighting game as far as you know, trying to get the hang of like how a fighting game works and mechanics and combos and combos and whatnot. And it's like, it's like, it's almost kind of like learning drive on a stick ship, like going to an automatic. If you like, 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 learn to play on this game with its slow plotting mechanics. When you get to a more faster-paced game like Mortal Kombat Street Fighter, like you'll be, like I think you'll be a much, play, um, a much better player yeah. because, uh, um, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, because you because you learn how to play these games operating under limitations. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, so I, yeah, so I, I did really like enjoy that. I think like, again, it could have been better, but it could have been a lot. Uh, it could have been better, but it could have been a lot worse. Um, and, and, and believe me, there are worse fighting games than Super NES. We've already covered some of them. So, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it sounds like, it sounds like, the, um, it sounds like I had, th- so it sounds like I had three games this year, three games this year's personal favorites. Yeah, definitely. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this one a lot more than the, the beat em up. Don't get me wrong. Like the beat em ups were fun. 
But it's mm-hmm. it's yeah. like I said with the first game, it's very repetitive. Um, it it wanes on you, especially through seven levels, and then you're doing that for another seven levels for the movie game. Like it's just it, by the time I was done with, because I played these in order, so I you know playing these two beat 'em ups and then going to the fighting game. Like the fighting game was just a breath of fresh air, and that might be just yes. you know me coming you know, from the angle that I am, why I feel what I feel. But, um, you know, having played the Gundam game and knowing what this engine would become, um, I I think also helps as far as, you know, maybe my rose-tinted yeah. glasses as far as yeah. the Power Rangers. I also want to mention, right, yeah, so I also want to mention mention real quick because I don't think I touched upon this enough. The music in all three games I thought was like pretty good, you know, especially you know, um, especially 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 the second game since they took some elements, yeah. um, you know, like they, you, you know, show soundtrack. But the music in this game I thought was excellent. Like yeah. it was the the um you know for a fighting game like um it's very strong like um it, it, like surprisingly strong soundtrack. Yeah, agreed. You know it's it's probably it's probably a better soundtrack than deserves to be in a game like this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I, I was surprised at how good the music was. Um, and again, reviews of this game back in the day were again mixed. Uh, you know, GamePro gave it 11.5 out of 20. Uh, M Games gave it a very low 44%. Um, I don't think the game deserves to be scored that low. I mean, like it does have it does have issues, sure, but it's very competently pro- programmed to put together. Um, you know, like this. Um, I mean, like the uh, I mean, like the reasons that we mentioned before. Yeah, so, I, um, I feel like a lot of. Um, magazines by 95 going into 96 like they were tired of the licensed video game like that was sure. going on yeah. it was like if it's licensed they're reviewing it low whether they're putting effort into playing the game or not that that was just what i you know see in hindsight looking at some of these magazines Sure, right, and again, and again, like I said before, whether uh, you know fan versus non-fan is gonna have uh, like, like different opinions on these games, of course. Yeah. So it's like it's like you know, like you know, like you said before, Joe, you know, nostalgia and like and familiarity with the show and the characters will, of course, will of course excuse some like some right. bad things. Right. But you know, I'm 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 guilty of the same thing with the franchises that are, the, 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 the franchises that I've the franchises. Like I love as well too. So it's like you know there are some, there are some Star Trek and Star Wars games that I know are not very good, but because they're <laughs> but, but because they contain elements of the franchise, the franchise, you know I you know I you know I still yeah, like yeah. them. So, but so but I think like all three of these games, I think like a non a, a non fan of the game can still have fun with these games. I think I, I mean like they're not masterpieces, but considering but considering what they were, you know let, let's face it, they're essentially cash grabs. Yeah. So, yeah. um, but you know, but but at least not to be, but it, at least at least not to be put some put some tension and care to the game. Yes, yeah. and and that's just that it. Said, they're you know, competent cash grabs. Yes, you know. Yes, that that's the thing, and they're they could have been a lot yeah, worse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we 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 will see later on in this podcast uh, tying games that are much worse. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, okay, so codes and cheats for this game. Um, I'm not going to mention the passwords. Uh, they're commonly available. Uh, the commonly available that you get. Um, the first game, uh, Power Rangers. Uh, there is a um, uh, this Japanese version of the game has a has a code you can has a code you can access the uh, has a code you can use the main menu to access to, to access the access the sound the, the sound test for music and different sound effects. Yeah. Why the U.S. version didn't have this, I don't know. But um, there are also there are also three hidden Megazord battle passwords you can also use. 
that can also use in this game. Hmm. Uh, to trigger, to trigger, uh, trigger Zord versus blue, uh, Zord versus 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 blue server boss, Zord versus boss level six, and Zord versus final upgraded golden, a uh, golden boss. Hmm. So, uh, the movie has a code to give you a power up, a power up code. Uh, it, it essentially will like super, uh, 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 a super power up your character that you can do on the main, um, on the main menu. So, uh, and the fighting edition has, of course, being a fighting game has, has a bunch of codes. Because of course, fighting games always have a bunch of codes. Um, there's the code to play Zive News, as we already mentioned before previously. Um, you can also enable CPU mode if you want to. If you want you to, if you want you like, like you just want to watch uh, the CPU fight uh, on um, by yourself. Okay. So, um, eBay was a bit of a problem. A problem with this because <laughs> because it's like the naming is so similar. I, I just want to get so I just want to add in a huge um, um, yeah, um, uh, um, uh, um, a huge uh, grain of salt here. I did the best I could with sorting <laughs> this out. Because 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 of the multiple versions of the name and multiple consoles the games were released on, trying to sort through all this stuff was like a nightmare. <laughs> so I, I did the best I could. Have, so so uh, I, so I did the like I said the best I could. With, uh, I could with like listings and whatever. But please take the number of copies available available and uh, and the pricing with a grain of salt. Um, the pricing at least the pricing at least the pricing at least I feel somewhat accurate about. But again, these prices. Maybe you may be able to find a bit cheaper depending upon depending upon how you search because because uh, because again the naming system for this is uh, a, a nightmare. So um, having said that, the original game seemed the original game seemed to be the hardest to find on, to find on eBay. I, I, on eBay, I could, I, um, I could only find seven copies of the game currently listed, and only one copy of the game so recently. We got currently priced like fifteen dollars. So. People are people, there are CIB copies of the game currently available for sale. People are asking like forty forty six dollars, uh, like this game CIB. So I think altogether uh, those prices the those prices are pretty are pretty decent fifteen dollars for a cart. Um, with the with the, like movie version of the game that that's a bit more common. Two copies of the game were currently listed on eBay. Twenty copies of the game recently recently sold. This is more expensive. Probably because the game was not available, was not made, was not made in, um, uh, as big of a print run, uh, and or it may just be a better game, so therefore higher prices. Uh, card only the prices of this game sold for thirty-seven to dollars. Uh, one CIV copy of this game sold for a whopping forty-five dollars. So this one at least was more rare in CIV form. Yeah. Um, Fighting Edition was the most common to find on eBay. Two copies, are, well, actually, actually, the same the same rarity as the last game. Two copies are listed, listed currently as a time of time doing research. Twenty copies like our research like so recently. Pricing price is a bit cheaper. Uh, it, it, this is like the mid price range game uh, um, as far as the, as far as the trilogy goes. Carts and carts carts sold so after sold for twenty four cents fifty seven dollars, and one CIA copy of the games are recently for three hundred fifteen dollars online. So it's like. Um, car pricing is a bit expensive overall. Overall, I thought, but not, but not out of line. I mean, like you know, this is like you know, this is a franchise that still that still has a very passionate fan base today. Um, and and um, as we just said, these games do have nostalgia, and they do, uh, um, and and they were competently programmed. So I can, um, so I can, uh, so I can understand the higher, um, you know, the higher prices. Yes, absolutely. And of course, um, they probably could release. They probably could release a collection, a collection uh, pack of these games if they want to. Um, you know, like, you know, Bandai could strike a deal with Natsume to do this how they want to, I guess. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, but yeah, these games, but yeah, these games have not been like released. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, 
I don't know. A, a, a collection probably could happen. Um, um, I guess it would depend on the rights issues because, like, you know, like, you know, what about the actors who like to scissors or like to scissors in the games and their voices in the games? Some of those people, some of those people are sadly are no longer with us. You, you know, how do you, you know, how do they get around that? Yeah, and with so it being like, the 30th anniversary this year and nothing being announced yet, I, I which I'm surprised. Yeah, by. I'm I'm actually surprised there wasn't something like this that might drop. Um, because I thought, like you know, with the Castlevania collection and the Contra collection, that kind of set a precedent. Yeah. Like, okay, well, you're going to do a retro compilation or something like that. That's the way you would do it. And Power Rangers, like, you could have that compilation that would include all the Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Game Gear, Game Boy, um, the Sega CD game. If you really wanted, it's to. a bit more difficult for this, for the, like this, because I mentioned before, different companies work different yeah. ports. But you, could, but definitely. Jeffy could at least do the Natsumi Super NES games, but right. um, but again, I think it's because I think licensing. Uh, I, uh, but again, I think licensing. Uh, I think licensing maybe the uh, licensing maybe the factor that's yeah. coming to play. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I, again, licensing, 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 licensing like be like real difficult sometimes. If, if they want a great example of that, look at um, um, look at GoldenEye. Yeah. It took twenty six years, uh, like for um, like the game to get yep. re released. So again, because licensing problems. So. Uh, you know, they could be a real problem to work out sometimes. Absolutely. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, so, um, all in all, um, I enjoyed these games, like, what they were. Uh, you know, I think probably, I'm sure, like, I'm sure, like, I'm sure you probably got them, I'm sure, uh, like, I'm sure you probably got more German yeah. out, out of this than I did because you're nostalgic with it, with it. But, you know, as a newcomer looking into it, I thought these games were fine. I mean, like, you know, um, they're cash grabs, yeah. um, and they could, um, um, and they could have been better, but they also could have been. But boy, they could have been a lot oh, yeah. worse. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I'm glad. Uh, you know, I'm glad. Uh, you know, I'm glad one of the better companies that like, the companies that Natsumi actually developed yeah, these. Sure. It's like, uh, but um, you know, like Natsumi does not. Natsumi, Natsumi does not get enough credit, I think, for um, for how good of a company they actually are, as far as um, as far as um, you know, as far as both developing and publishing games. Because again, like I said before, most of their games, most of their games have not come out right. in the West. So. Um, and then, like the games that have come out here, are very limited scope, like Harvest Moon, which I know Joe's not a, which I know, which I know Joe's not a yeah, big fan that one of. Room Factory, not a fan. <laughs> but spoiler, we are covering Harvest Moon on this podcast later on yep. this year. So um, I, I hope you. Um, um, so I hope. So I hope you at least get like a fair shake. Oh, it'll get a fair <laughs> shake. I promise you that. But. Anyway, so thank you again always for joining us in this podcast. We very, uh, uh, I very much appreciate it. If you have any questions, comments, feedbacks, uh, please feel please feel free to send us an email at the snspodcastyahoo.com or, or also post a comment on Facebook group. Uh, like I, like like I mentioned, we do have a lot of games planned to plan for this year, but we always have room to take you know, always have room to take fan suggestions, ideas, etc. So, uh, Joe, can they reach you at? Uh, you can find me. I have a very public Facebook, um, uh, also Twitter at j o e s u x three zero, and uh, yeah, check out. Uh, Okay. Radical Retro Roundup, it's still a thing. Yes. <laughs> yep, very good. So, um, very weird sometimes, but yeah. very good. <laughs> so, next time we're covering a game that I've actually wanted to cover for quite a while. I, I just never got around to it. Uh, we're, we're, we're covering, we're, we're covering Super NES port of the classic, um, like the classic, um, 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 uh, well, I'm not really quite sure how to call it. Uh, follow up to uh, Out of This World, uh, flashback, the quest for yes. identity, which is like a, uh, which is like a very um, uh, rotoscope uh, action slash adventure game. I guess the best way to describe it. So, 
Um, so we're going to um, um, – have you played this game before, Joe? Like- <laughs> so I actually bought this for the Switch um, when they okay. released um, – I don't know if this is supposed to be like a remaster or a straight port. I don't know because it's I haven't remaster. had a chance to really sit down to play it. Yeah. So uh, yeah. that is the answer. I have not played this yet. <laughs> Um, but, um, I did buy the remaster. Um, so I, I'm, I plan on playing both simultaneously and see what those differences are. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, this is very much, um, from what I've seen in the vein of the original Prince of Persia, which, um, at the time when I had my first PC, I was pretty excited for. Um, it also has a lot of common without yeah, it also has a lot of common. Like, it also has a lot of common, like out of this world. Like they like play that. Yeah, and so. I haven't even touched that game, so this will be a fun one. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. That's also a great game. We covered that. We covered that in the past podcast. Um, I yeah, I've never played Flashback Super NES. Uh, my experience with it was a flight on the PC. Nice. So I'm curious to see how this port, like how this port works, and how they were able to cram it yeah. into the cart. So, um, so look forward to that next time, folks. Um, as always, thank you for listening to the podcast. We really much appreciate it. Stay safety well, everybody, and we'll catch you again next time. Later, all. Bye. Nintendo controls 80% of the video market, but no matter how you play the game or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Steampunk. <laughs>